Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks well-known friends three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And this week, boy, oh boy, do I have a guest for you. Last Christmas, he and his twin became the unexpected kings of the small screen with their BAFTA award-winning documentary After the Screaming Stops. It told the story of them reuniting after almost 30 years to bring back Bros, the band that made them global megastars in the 80s selling more than 16 million records. In the intervening years, my guest has made a brand new life for himself in the States and a name for himself in Las Vegas where he's been a resident at Caesars Palace. He's been given keys to the city. He's had a day named after him and he's just won a United Nations Humanitarian Award. But for a short while, he's back here in London. He's just played for the Royal Albert Hall with Emma Bunton and performed a string of sellout dates with his very own Vegas-style Christmas show. Matt Goss, welcome to White Wine Question Hello. Time. So Matt and I uh, spent a lot of time together yeah, this we year. We, we made um, a, a two-hour documentary following on from the film After the Screaming Stops. I've told you personally, but not your listeners, that, that so often you do an interview and people ask you quite you know, obvious questions. But when, in, when somebody like yourself does so much research, you feel like as an artist you can actually relax and then you can get into the depth of a conversation rather than just... Uh, you know, sound bites or Q and A. It's it, it becomes uh, very emotional. Yeah, you 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 uh, you manage to get both myself and my brother extremely emotional because you ask the right questions. So the way the show works is that we're going to sit down, we're going to drink some wine, and I'm going to ask you some questions. Right. And I hope that I'm going to be able to explore new territory with you, despite the fact that I feel like I've interrogated every inch of your life so far. Are you ready for your first question? Mm-hmm. If you could go back and relive three seminal moments from your life. What would they be and why are they so important? Um, professionally, it would have to be Wembley Stadium. Which one? Um, the final? Yeah, I think because... Oh, was that that? Yeah, I think because a simple boy born in Lewisham Hospital, tumultuous upbringing, and you you don't think... like That's the Oscar 
for musicians. Yeah. That venue is the Oscar. It's uh, it's it's a venue that you don't when you walk in there you don't think you're going to fill it out. And we ended up getting seventy seven thousand people there, and it was just one of those moments when pop bands didn't sell out stadiums, and it was just an incredible experience walking into that venue. But it was so mad. Um, now I think I would have. I would have stayed two hours longer at the after party. People like yourself and we didn't really have this understanding like now I'm sitting opposite you and there's a friendship and there's also professional respect. You didn't have the time for that back then. And I would have insisted that I would have would been would been allowed to just savor everything a little bit more. Drink it in. Yeah, drink it in. And it, it was incredible. I remember looking at my saxophone player when we went on stage, and he didn't play for the first two songs because he was like he had his mouth open. We were like, <laughs> it was one of those moments, you know, because it was so much noise. I mean, I can't even tell you the noise out of, out of the stadium. But I think also with my brother. You know, I think me and Luke, I would have liked to have, have insisted on a few things. Like straight after the stadium gig, me and my brother just got put straight in the Mayfair Hotel and there was nothing arranged afterwards. So you go from all of that to silence. It was a silence. It sounds it's, like it's cliche, the harshest but the come silence down. was so, so deafening. It yeah. was, and there was, yeah, there was an after party at the, at the stadium, but there sh I think there should have been something where we could have just all just said, wow, we just, we just played a, a you know Britain's finest venue I would say you know as a, for a musician people always say like I mean a lot of the fellas uh, on this tour that I've just I mean you know the tour I'd, I've just finished and it was incredible doing the whole length of the country and seeing it was probably 40 60 you know 40 percent fellas and 60 percent ladies and it was uh, incredible to to actually hear the honesty of the stories and and the hoop earrings and you know, it, the, the <laughs> all, and I, and it's, there's not really those stories anymore. Like there was a uniform, you know, the ripped jeans, the, the, the denim yeah. jackets, the, the biker jackets, the bomber jackets. You're right. The, back then it was so tribal. It was a uniform. It was yeah. very good word. It was super tribal and it was, and it was rebellious because people would get on buses and get on trains and bunk off school. And yeah. it was just a movement. There was always two or 3000 people. And even now that everyone tells me they, they've all stayed in touch. And I don't know why. Again. Well, I saw that when we came, when you did your gigs this this summer at the O2, there were girls stood outside the stage door when I left. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were saying to me, oh, my God, you know, I used to stand outside his house when I was 12, and they're still stood there now, and these yeah. are grown women with children. Yeah, I mean, and but it, it, even though... Is that weird? It is. Uh, it's weird that it isn't weird to me. Does that make sense? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it's weird that it isn't weird. It's just part of my life, and I think that the my fans are amazing. You know, like... Also, there's a, there's the fellas there like all dressing up now. Yeah. And there, it's a journey. Like I mean, I love the fact that there was a uniform back then, as you say, rightfully so. It was a very, it was like a tribe, and it, but it still is. I have a I have an expression: a room is a room. Whether I'm playing intimate shows or whether I'm playing arena, wherever I'm playing, I I put as much energy into a room. Yeah. And I think that um, when I walked into the stadium back then, I was in awe of the, the sheer size of it, where now I think I would be like, it's just a room and I can really have a lot of fun here. You're still the youngest man in history to headline the stadium. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's an amazing, magical, professional, <clears throat> seminal moment to relive. Mm -hmm. What are the other moments that you'd love to go back and, and revisit? The first thing that comes to my mind is when my mother um, was dying. I would have liked to have had a conversation with her. I, 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 to this day, I really am troubled by the fact that I didn't get to ask her what was her favorite color, 
what was her favorite band, her favorite flower, her favorite color to wear, um, her first single. I would urge people to have the courage. I didn't have the courage. I, I didn't have the courage to acknowledge that she was dying. In the deepest part of my heart, I knew she was dying. Her, sh her face was changing shape and she was slowly starting to not look like my mother anymore. Mm. But I was convinced on a homeopathic level, I tried everything. I flew to Atlanta to this homeopathic place, which was actually appalling, if I must say. It was appalling the way they but treated her. But you know, when you're, you're in deep grief, you'll try anything, right? You, you, when you're, <coughs> you're, you're, you're desperate yeah, to I keep mean, somebody alive, you will cling on to anything yeah, I mean, that I was, feels like I a was, chance. I was commuting to Las Vegas from L.A. and then from... Because your mum flew out to L.A. to be with you and your brother towards the end of her life. Is that right? That's right. But then I, I flew my mum to Atlanta and I so I would fly from LA to Caesar's Palace do the do the uh, the show then get straight on a, a late the red eye to Atlanta and then it's uh it's fairly graphic but you know I would have to drain my mum's lungs it, it just got to the point where I could see my mum it wasn't helping I just decided to I had a guest house in LA I flew mum back there and things like that that I images that I can't get out and like my mum would say is it less is it less less what the, uh, pus coming from her lungs into oh. a bottle, so I had to drain her lungs. And uh, I'm sorry, it's heavy, but no, no, no. It's a, it's a memory that I, I've never spoken about. But it's one of those things. That it's not just about leaving. It's the things that go into trying to keep her alive and trying to maintain her dignity. And she's a very proud woman. And I wish I'd have just given her anything she wanted to eat, and just said, "Mum, I think we need to have a conversation." But I didn't have that conversation. I was so terrified. Mm. And the way my mum passed was actually. Um, we gave her, got her an IV and that ruptured her stomach and, and it was a very, very violent experience that I saw the way she passed. It was very violent and um, I think I would have liked to have gone back then. When you say you gave her an IV, was that to, to ease the, the pain as she passed? She was just so dehydrated and she just was constantly thirsty and just we just needed... Um, she was in my guest house, you know, and that's where she wanted to be and... There's lots of squirrels and beautiful birds and outside the house and uh, so she just we just that was the end of that, her stomach rupture and that was it. I knew that I wouldn't have a mother within 12 hours and sure enough it was 12 hours later she passed. I wish I'd gone back there and been less fearful and asked the questions that could keep me company now. Yeah, you know, things that would allow me to um, paint a wall, you know, a certain color that she loved. I don't know definitively what I, I have an idea obviously because we're very close just have definitive answers to some of my questions. Just think, I remember, you know, you've just said, I wish you wish you'd asked your mum what her favourite single was, for example. Mm -hmm. The moment you said that, I remember Roberta Flack. Oh, my God, yeah. Killing me softly. And you told me that when she and your dad split up and she was heartbroken and kept so much of that from you, you chose to play that song on the Radio 2 special that we did because she would stand at the top of the stairs at night and sing that to get you to sleep. You thinking that that was a lullaby for you, but actually, really, that was probably balm for her heart, her broken heart. Ah, uh, you. Uh, I remember that. I really remember that. It's so very difficult to talk about her. I feel like now I understand because I've been through, you know, I've tried to make relationships work recently, you know. There's a thing that really frustrates me is when there's a preconception about being a musician. I've never had a drug in my life. I've never had a cigarette. I don't drink caffeine and I'm not, I don't eat sugar. It's like I'm a very clean living, healthy person. I'm having a, a nice glass of wine with you now, but that's enough for me, you know. And when I try and date and one of the last things my mum says, please just try and find somebody that knows your heart. 
Uh, Find somebody that knows your heart and be happy. I've I've recently, even now, I've uh, you know the last person I broke up with, it was because they didn't trust me. And it's like, it's so frustrating because there's all these preconceptions about my showgirls and, and my band and travel. And we're highly um, um, educated and socially aware about the times. And as opposed to respectfully, sometimes I'll go on tour and I'll, and I'll see the so-called, you know, businessmen and doing their thing. And they're not with their wives. And we're, we're just talking about music and hanging out and enjoying each other's company. It's the, probably the number one thing that irritate, irritates me is the preconception about, you know, I'm a businessman as well. You know, I have a, I have a company. I, I employ a lot of people and yeah. um, I have to be responsible. And Your business is show, but it's still yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but my acumen is good too yeah. my, as a businessman. And, and I feel like that is something that my mum would irritate my mum too. That you still haven't found the woman that understands your heart. Um, no, I mean, I'd like to be married. I'd like to be, uh, I'd like to find my best friend. I yeah. don't want to, I think the key word out of everything, and most people will probably agree, I think is safe. Yeah. When you feel safe, I think you, and you become friends. I think I, I, w I struggled with a couple of things and if you don't mind me telling you what they were. Go on, I used, all to, I used to struggle about age and I would worry that somebody was younger than me and, mm. and now I don't worry about that. And because I, because I do you, look do you at predominantly my, date women who are younger than you then? Probably, probably at the moment because it's, it's just, honestly, I feel so youthful and I don't want too much baggage. I don't want, don't get me wrong, uh, I love women. I'm not into dating, you know, girls. I'm into dating women. I like women with a uh, with a real strong sensibility of what they like what they want i like women that know what they want and that usually is you know a woman i don't want to be around people that have been there and done that somebody says oh do you want to date a fan i'm like i guess i do i want somebody to be a fan of what i do it's not a bad word like but not I'm, necessarily to stand outside uh, the stage door no but it's like <laughs> to be prideful yeah. is the most important word you proud. must be prideful yeah. of your partner totally and it's very difficult it's very difficult because um I think people try and over overcompensate, yeah. and then you end up going, "Well, you've just seen it and done it all." So, you know, I need, I personally need wonderment together, so I can lift my partner up and be like, "Oh, wow, that's amazing!" You know. Yeah. Um, Do you still think that she's out there? Do you still believe that? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know. One hundred percent. So, last seminal moment. We've done a gig. Um, We've spent some time with your mum at a really important and seminal time. What would your third moment be? I think maybe after the screaming stops is, even though it's so recent, I think it's a massive moment for me and my brother mm. because we were able to address things that we just hadn't spoken about. And we did it on film for the country to witness. And it's one of those moments where I wouldn't have changed a thing about it really because the thing is about mine and my brother's life, there are so many extraordinary things that have happened, good and bad. And I, I think the movie touches the ice, is this the tip of the iceberg? Yeah. I mean, some of the things that we've been through are, are, are extraordinary. And some of the, the talks about doing a docudrama, you know, where we go back right to the very beginning when we were born. Everyone from that to a West End musical about our life is so extraordinary. We didn't know how we would get back to the British public and say, look, there's more to us. You know, yeah, there, we were defined by the Stevie Wonder comments and the, and the, and Luke saying black cabs and and in regards memes to the, and the viral and but, but you know what you over, you you wrote in so many ways that drew eyeballs 
Yeah. But then I think people came away. They went in expecting to laugh at you, and they yeah, yeah. came away having a very strong sentiment uh, of of rooting for you. So right. I think ultimately you won. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I think also when when I said people people are saying when Luke said black cabs, big Ben, for people that don't live outside this country, when you think of your hometown, that's you know in credit to what my brother Luke said when he says Big Ben black cabs that's exactly what you miss is it you want to see a get into a black cab you want to go and see Big Ben you want to go have, put your daisy roots on the ground yeah you know and you just want to be part of this town and but it's when I come back here when I stay at the Savoy or, or wherever I stay it's a good, good morning Mr. Goss it's like it's just it's a beautiful they just know what I like they know, they know what flowers I like they know you know, I'm an old school modern man, you know, so coming back and I old think school modern man, what a contradiction. I really am. <laughs> and I'm I like to put my brogues on and, and walk the pavements of this beautiful city and, and this beautiful country. And if you spend a day with me or a week with me, like or three weeks that we just did on the tour, this country is um hundred and fifty selfies every city, two to three hundred hugs. And I wouldn't want it any other way. If you look deeper into the film, our stoic need to find resolution and repair yeah we wanted to find resolution between each other and it's still happening i mean we can rub each other the wrong way more than anybody on the planet me and luke but there is a deep love for each other there is a deep love i'm going to see him i'm going to see him uh, on the 24th in my in my house spending christmas together We're spending christmas together yeah that's lovely to hear yeah we're just going to hang out and just play video games and hang out and give each other a couple of dodgy gifts and just, you know, it's it's just about being around each other, you know. Even though it was defined by certain sound bites, I think the story is undeniable. You can't, you know, I want to say this, that my mother had to pass, my sister had to get murdered. Um, we had to lose millions of dollars to make that film. And so that film wouldn't have been anything without our journey. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, 
what I, I took away from my conversations with you and Luke was your determination to not stop learning. Yeah. And I wondered, what is the hardest lesson you've had to learn in life? I truly believe only a fool knows everything. The hardest lesson I've had to learn. I think, although I want to help people continuously, um, sometimes you have, to, you have to know when to help yourself because you can, I find myself depleted to the point of, of nothingness at times. When you say that, do you, what do you mean? You feel empty, burnt out, flat? Yeah, I think that you have to sustain yourself so that you can, in fact, take care of the people you love. My, my mm. biggest love is to make sure the people around me are happy. I don't want to be the only one at a traffic light with a, a decent car. And that's obviously an analogy. If I have something, I'll give a piece of it away. Or if I make something, I'll give a piece of it away. I think and that's why everybody around me has been around me for at least 10 to 30 years. Everybody around me right now, even outside the studio. I'm still impressed by your, your sense of trust, actually, because you have a lot of reason to not trust. You, 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 got, you got done over a fair few times. Oh, certainly on a business level with people that that should have had your best interests at heart and I don't believe served you well. No, I think you're right. I think that, listen, it was our fault in a way for being so trusting, but at the same time when you were children you're young. and you're learning. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know what net and gross was. And why would you as a as a guy? I clean cars. I, I clean cars and had a paper round. I'd, and then... Yeah, there's I not much net and gross not, in not that, not is there? not much net and gross. It's basically <laughs> what you earn is what you, what you earn, what you keep. And... So what people don't understand, if you make a million pounds, you might have to spend a million pounds to make that million pounds. Yeah. So therefore your gross is amazing because you've grossed a million quid, but you've your net is zero. But <laughs> if you're paying commission on that, you're that's when you get in trouble because then you're in debt. Then you're in debt because of your gross profit and your net loss. Do you know, it's really interesting because yeah. I, I, my son started secondary school this year and I was doing kind of, you go around and look at all the schools that they might go to. And I walked into one school and there was... Um, uh, a teacher doing a, doing a business studies class and I said do you mind if I sit in I just would really love to see what qualifies as business studies right, right. it didn't exist when we were at school right no. and this teacher was brilliant she said um, for data protection I'm not allowed to use anybody else's bank statements but what I've done is I printed off my last six months of bank statements and I've passed them around the class and I've told all of the children I'm a teacher and I earn this much this is how much money I owe these are my outgoings how can I better manage my money and that was their class. Oh, brilliant. Shouldn't every child be taught that? 100%, yeah. Proactive. Wouldn't that have saved you millions yeah, well, of pounds? Well, I think, yeah, proactive thinking and also the understanding of money. I mean, yeah. it's as simple as that. Because like, when you get signed as a pop star or, yeah. you know, you walk into, in my instance, a kind of, you know, TV, and they go, you're getting paid this much for this show or you're going to get this for this record. You go, I phone my mum, I go, I'm getting paid this much. And then, yeah. then the cheque comes through because it was cheques back then. And you go... There seems to be a, quite a lot missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then you learn. Yeah, I mean, even you know, you go on a tour, you 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 make a ton of money, but then you, the re I think what people really don't understand is uh, it's very, very expensive to move thirty plus people around the country. You know, over two hundred hotel rooms and and tour buses and trucks and that costs a lot. People of money. that put you know the, the put the rigging up and the roadies and the sound guys, the lighting guys, yeah. and the cast um, plus my my management and my team it's it's Who only it's, a, it's a machine so i think that but again I, the one thing i love about my team is that we are all deeply connected to the experience we all obviously have to make money but we are all deeply connected to the experience and um having 10 years experience under my belt in las vegas and then traveling around the world and uh i've done and starting over you know matt sometimes when 
I, I always use the expression of being kicked to the curb. And, and I don't think you can be in this business as long as you or I have without being kicked to the curb a few times. Mm -hmm. Success teaches you not as much as failure, I think. I think our greatest lessons come. And I, and I always say to my son, it's not a failure, it's a lesson. It's a tough lesson, but it's a lesson. So don't ever be afraid to learn a hard lesson. Isn't it Winston Churchill said, failure is not finite, I think. There's a quote like that. Success is going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Winston Churchill. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. I think that's the thing. I mean, if you're if you're deathly afraid of failing, then you're then you don't understand that that's one of the steps to true success. I mean, I think what I'm experiencing now is far more successful because I have so many different avenues in my life, as I'm sure you do. Yeah. But I think also I think I don't know about you. I found myself being less guilt ridden about saying no. I know what's right for me. Oh, it I think there's great power in no. Yeah, it, it does feel, you know, I love saying yes, and my next tattoo is going to be the word yes, because is I it? want yes to, yes to health, yes to wealth, to happiness. But you know what, you, I mean, you might end up with the skin of an armadillo, but you'll learn so much more if you just keep going and you go, okay, well, that didn't work, but actually there's, there's a part of that that I can really learn from, and I'm going to take that into my next venture. Well, I, I've learned that my shoulders are as broad and as strong they could carry the weight of the world on, but I have zero protection from my heart, and I'm aware of that. Oh. So I think that I think know, that's nice, though. Yeah, Keep and I don't your heart lose open. That. Yeah, my heart is truly open, and, and your ears. Yeah, but I'm but I'm aware that I am not as robust in the that, on, on the protection of my heart, and I nor, nor do I want that to change. But my shoulders, when there's an issue and there's there's something that needs to be solved, I I'm, I have no problem getting through it. But you know, if you met somebody that had a hard heart. Would you be? Would you want to be friends with them? Would Would they appeal to you? No, I'll be, I'll be honest. Go? Another thing, just being older, I just I know that I'm not here forever. I know that I'll have to say goodbye to you one day. You have to say goodbye to me. Sure. We're not here forever. No. It's a very tr it's a true um, sad fact of life. And so why bother being around people that are not supportive? There's an expression that I that I love is loyalty is having my back behind my back, or loyalty is having your back behind your back. And if I have your back behind your back, that is the true definition of loyalty. And um, the people around me have my back without me knowing and, and vice versa. And I just want to be unashamedly romantic, unashamedly in love with life. Um, I'm a t I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm a tough boy. I'm, I'm, I'm prideful of how able-bodied I am. I've boxed for 16 years and I work out every day and I, and I, I live a healthy life. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not to be messed with. But I think you're also very mentally resilient, Matt. You've been through a lot. You've been through an awful lot. I have more been than through most. A, yeah, I more think than most. I would say thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, I think more than most. But I think when um, uh, some of the experiences have been so traumatic, uh, you know, when my, my uh, I actually went to see a grief counselor, and mum passed, and she said I had PTSD because of what happened. And it didn't compute with me. I'm like, well, I don't have PTSD, I'm fine. And she goes, no, 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 no. If you heard this in a war film, and some of and this happened, which something was very, very graphic. I don't want to. This is very, very violent way that my mother passed, um, and I was like, oh, I guess because I couldn't get rid of this image. Well, when and you break down what post-traumatic stress syndrome is, it's something that's traumatic. You experience that trauma for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So that's the post. But it was it actually is, the way she died. Yeah, and, and you, but you. Her start ruptured, and, and what happened after that was so graphic, and 
it was something that I've worked through and I managed to not see it every day now. But it was something that I don't know why I was there, but I'm glad I was there because that really was probably my mum's final moment. But it was something out of a, a bad film. And also Carolyn, my, my sister, I wanted to say, she was one week away from going on a kibbutz to help people. And was killed by a drunk driver. Yeah, and was killed by a drunk driver and her best friend and himself. So three people died that day. And um, it, it was it's just been, I think that one of the things that I've come to terms with for the longest time, and I'm talking so recently, that I felt guilty about being happy. I felt guilty about having a good time. I was like, I, how do I have the right to feel happy when I've lost something? Or, And now I'm starting to feel okay about being happy. There's a beautiful clip of your mum on uh, on the documentary where she's, it, not FaceTime because it didn't exist then, but she's on the phone to you with, with your stepdad. And it's lovely and, she's, and you can see the pride in her face, Matt. How could you not think that she wouldn't want to see you happy? I have it on my phone. And this is my beautiful mum, what she said. Okay, no, no, don't, don't. Why are you telling me now when we're trying to do it? The video's running. Oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> okay. okay, this is uh, take two. Uh, Carol didn't like that one, so we decided we'd do another one. Go on. Well, this time I want you to know how much I love you, how much I want you to enjoy your birthday and your own special new year. Oh, I love you to pieces, and just thank you for being you. Happy birthday! Bye. 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 <laughs> that's that's who she was. Oh, Matt. Yeah, she was just my best mate. And uh, well, there you go. Right? Why feel guilty for being happy? Because I can only speak to you as a mother. If I yeah. wasn't here, I would, all I would want is my son to be able to smile every day and for it to, to come from his heart and hit his eyes. I want to, for the people that are listening, to say that the reason why I bring it up is because I feel like, and you have no idea, especially men come up to me in Vegas, and I'm talking about 90, 10% men come up to me and they say thank you and because the show is very honest. It's a man's show, and I just tell them, being happy is not something you should attach guilt to because we, as men, we... We are stoically conscious of our emotions and even now I'm conscious. And and I think that with people like yourself, to your point before, when you're around like-minded people and you're around people that encourage you to be truthful and if you're having a bad day, listen, if I shed a few tears, it doesn't mean I'm sad. It means that something has to come out of my body. Otherwise, I'm going to get sick. The biggest killer of men under 45 is men themselves yeah. and you're so right I, I applaud you for continuing to be open with your conversation Matt. I love you for that so tell me about your Christmas your Christmas dinner because my final question to you was it's Christmas day you can populate your table with anyone Past mm. or present, dead or alive, who? There's gonna be a lot of people. Oh, you know, listen, I'm sure you've got enough room. Who is at your table, and Elvis why do they just Elvis Presley? Yeah, because I think Elvis to me just, I really relate to him in the fact that he was a giving spirit. I liked his the fact that he was, you know, the Memphis Mafia. We always call it the Magos Mafia. We have a bunch of people around us that we are just so adamantly loyal, and I just love everything about Elvis. Ava Gardner and Rita Hayworth. Oh. 
because I just think they're the two of the most beautiful women that ever walked this planet. I uh, love that. That's so old school and you're so right. Yeah, I just think Ava Gardner, um, something incredibly seductive about her and and Rita Hayworth is just, she can just doesn't really have to say much. Frank Sinatra said, sitting opposite a woman shouldn't be a staring contest, but I wouldn't mind staring at her for the whole Christmas dinner. <laughs> but, um, her, her bone structure was amazing, yeah, wasn't it? I think for pure, for pure beauty... And everything I love in a woman would be Audrey Hepburn, because um, I think she seems like would seem like a good hang as well, John Lennon, because he simply is that person that that would instigate something that would turn the Christmas dinner into some movement. Or He'd probably be the first to throw a bread roll, right? <laughs> jump on the <laughs> jump on the piano, and you'd just you know just to be able to sit at the piano with Imagine him. Imagine the music. Yeah, wow, just yeah. be just. It, I just think he was—he's—he's he's a walking good time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Winston Churchill, arguably one of the biggest kind of influences in my life in regards to how I think that he led this nation at the, arguably one of the hardest times in human history. Yeah. When we really just had the words of one man managed to Unite galvanize yeah. a country to the point where kept the Germans away from our shores and, and not only that we did some damage and and we were out producing Germany two to one and and I just feel like when I hear some of his speeches I have one of his original records but on a megaphone in my house yeah. his, his one, the, when we actually won the war I have that speech in my on a record so I would just you know I, I've, I've written the uh, with my writing partner Stephen Edelman the musical of Upstairs, Downstairs, yeah. and we've actually inserted Churchill, the young Churchill, at the Admiral nice. of the Navy. When um, Before he was the hero he became, he was actually in, in actually wasn't held in very high regard back then. So Winston Churchill, without question, the Rat Pack. I mean, and I would say Sammy, Dean, and, and Frank, Wow, um, this is a table. This is a turkey. And but a this half. is this is a good question. So like this is <laughs> this um, is great. Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's if you one of my favorite albums, if not my favorite album of all time, is Frank Sinatra Live at the Sands. If you haven't heard that album, listen to it because the banter that he has, and he has a few lines in there that I relate to so much. One of the lines he says, "None of my people here," and when he says "None of my people here," it's it's funny. I play Vegas, and when you don't have one of your people in the room, um, it, the room feels different. Right. Room feels different, so I relate to many things that he's he been was, through. He was that original great entertainer, right? He was. I mean, Elvis definitely had the patter. Yeah, but Frank was the one that kind of made that. Frank Sinatra was it was a, was the testosterone in the room. Yeah, something and so amazing about him because actually, probably not one of the greatest vocalists, but probably one of the greatest vocalists. I think, if that makes sense, Matt. Yeah, it does. I think he was a brilliant vocalist. I think in the beginning of his career. Is, arguably one of the most beautiful voices you've ever heard but when he became more a Frank and he he had this persona but what happened then in the Capitol Sessions I believe is that's when you really began his understanding of the phrasing of lyrics if you listen to the way he delivers a lyric yeah it's his phrasing you're quite right it's truly truly remarkable and and so many have tried to mimic it but what I love and if the fellas are listening to this there is something about the company of some good lads that is is very simple it simplifies everything yeah. the guys will understand this is that when you're hanging out with the boys it's the simplest things that make you feel happy 
And women think we're a lot more complicated, but we're not. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's a very simple hang. Like, and he is, he is that guy. That, that, and that's why I think what I do is doing so well around the world is because we go out and the fellas turn up and they get dressed up and they have their old fashioned or their, their scotch and they feel it's good to be a man. I promise you, it's really good to be a man. I'd love to know for a day and, at least. Uh, and it's when you're allowed to be a man and you just, and you are around women like Anne Margaret and mm. that want a good hang. He, uh, Frank, I believe said, She's a good gal, which means you can take her, you could take a woman to the White House and also hang out with the fellas. And uh, that's how he looked upon Anne Margaret. And and uh, I feel like, so you have to have the Rat Pack there. Two very strange ones. I would say um, Horatio Nelson, because we are born on the same day. Okay. And there's part of that history that we kind of know and what he went through and yeah. and prevailed and again like it's just uh it would just be good and also to, i'd ask him to you know dress him what he's wearing in trafalgar square just to <laughs> kind of theme out the party a little bit <laughs> but um, that's so vegas <laughs> <laughs> and then of course don't forget you've invited your brother luke this year yeah luke is there and i would also say i met i met this beautiful woman uh briefly uh princess diana and she had the eyes that would look through you into your soul yeah. i mean she definitely made me blush and i would say princess diana i'd love to be at your christmas table because it <laughs> sounds like one of the most fascinating collection of people you could ever hope to to break bread with matt thank you for talking to me today i know you're super busy and um how has, how has it been for you having a white wine question time although we've drunk some very good yeah, red can we just can we yeah, can let's be honest let's have one little pour, last little pour because the one goes out um i <laughs> want to say two things first of all you are somebody that i really truly admire and i hope you leave this oh. in because you oh. you did an interview with me and my brother that um actually allowed us to be grown up truthful and you just got under our skin in the best possible way. You allowed us to have a conversation and not just be defined by sound bites. And, and I also want to say thank you to the British public for um, truly reminding me when I don't want to get on stage or sing or give up that they've, uh, they've really truly placed their arms around me and made me feel like I have an extended family called Britain. Um, it feels beautiful. It's good to be me. <laughs> ah, well, it's great to spend time with you and a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I don't think it. anybody's Christmas is going to top your table. Um, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but Matt, please come back and talk to me next time you're over. Always. And if your, I'm in your Vegas. Family, my love, your family. As always, White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo. Our music is provided by Andy Bell. You can find his back catalogue with Oasis and Ride and his brand new solo album in all your usual music outlets. As we close for this year, I'd like to wish all of our listeners a very, very Merry Christmas. Uh, I'd like to thank you for all the votes for the awards that we've been nominated for. We are less than a year old. I cannot believe we are up there with some of the greats and the heavyweights. But most of all, I'd like to just thank you for opening your ears to us and enjoying a good old-fashioned conversation. Because you know what? We text, we scroll, but we just don't talk enough. And it's been beautiful having a year-long conversation with you all. Merry Christmas. And try to do what we try to do and drink responsibly. But it is Christmas, so I'll let you off you don't, okay? 
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.